1: it's friday it's friday let's go we got some dfs on the docket baby i'm so excited i am ready to kick this episode off and of course of course i am joined by a special guest if you guys don't know her you need to check her out kelly kelly what's going on how you doing you ready to do some dfs today
0: i'm just wondering if i have to match that energy because my friday feels like ah it's friday Oh, oh, Friday. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we already talked about it. You're going to see a movie. I'm, I'm over here just building DFS lineups. I got to get amps. I got, if I'm going to build like 2,000 lineups for this upcoming oh my gosh. week. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing 2,000. I'm just kidding. You know, with the DFS optimizer, right? I might end up building, let's say, 150 this week, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for this week. This week is a little bit different compared to most weeks that we've discussed before you know, we, we've had certain spikes, right. With the pricing and certain values that we've had, like the Puka Nikulas of the world who were are still too cheap, even a week after two weeks after it was put out, but it seems like the prices are starting to kind of level out. You know, we're starting to figure out, you know, which guys are actually the studs, which ones are the duds thus far of 2023. And with that, still comes hidden values. You know, we're still going to be able to find some here and there, but it gets kind of complicated when trying to build these lineups. So Kelly, with that being said, are you trying to chase some of these higher scoring games this upcoming week? Are you trying to chase some of these studs? Or are you somebody that that might want to play into the, 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 the games that might be around the 45 overall over under points scored
2: range?
0: To be honest with you, I'm not even looking at the end game score. I'm building my lineups this week. The word of the week is consistency for me. And consistency in week four is definitely coming with a price tag. So there are choices that are going to be made for sure.
1: I mean, it's interesting, right? Because we do have a different, I guess, situation than we've dealt with from this week. And it's a situation where you have guys like Joshua Kelly, right? Who, let's just say Austin Eckler doesn't end up playing this week. He's still questionable. Uh, Joshua Kelly actually has a really good lineup. And they played last week. Joshua Kelly did not do well up against the Minnesota Vikings. That's because we had the defense quarter just load the box up against them and, and force them to throw. You know, they, they tried to get pressure. And we saw Keaton Allen, uh, an, an incredible week, right? Mike Williams, he ended up getting hurt. He still had a very good week. Outside of that, it's, it's something as to, like, where this week, Joshua Kelly is either going to be a bum and never going to be startable in DFS ever again, even if, if, if Austin Eckler's out, or he's a guy that you can sneak in from week to week. And, and it's going to be like that across multiple, multiple mm-hmm. different levels. So, I mean, I'm I'm sitting here just going through some of these running back matchups and I'm like, man, I'm going to die this week or I'm going to I'm going to make bank like that's that's where I'm sitting right now. I'm excited for that.
0: that. For sure. It feels like a very running back heavy week and any opportunity I can to get the best point value out of that, I want it.
1: All right, Kelly. Well, we are going to go in. We're going to build three lineups tonight. Just to give you all a heads up, we are going to break it up, right? We're going to give you our studs, the guys we want in all of our lineups. We're going to build a lineup. Then after that, we're going to go into some of the guys who are fading, people that we don't want anywhere close to our starting rosters or in our DFS lineups, I should say. And then we're going to break it up. We're going to go into our or i'm sorry our flyers right our sleepers the guys that aren't projected to either have high ownership to have a significant amount of points we want to try and find those diamonds in the rough so make sure you stay tuned for that third lineup that we build right after that that way you'll get a little bit of insight of who's won us some money in the past weeks such as devon achan god that sounds so weird saying i just try to say devon Achain, like but like devon achan it, it just doesn't feel right it still feels gross yeah. coming out of my mouth is, is that how you say it? achan
0: I thought it rhymed with train. A chain. Yeah, well that that
1: was the initial one up until he came out and said a chon.
0: Right. Right. So now we have no idea. Is this like a whole Kelsey Kels thing?
1: (laughs) Oh God. Don't let's not do that again. All right. Let's go ahead and get this episode kicked off. Let's go. All right, so we have a third consecutive week, Kelly, of, of these high-scoring games, right? And last week, I, I believe it was two weeks ago, it was the jacksonville Kansas City game. If you faded that, you ended up making bank because Trevor Lawrence could not get his receivers to put two feet in bounds in the end zone. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs really couldn't put up points. Then on the other side of that, last week, we had the big-hitting one, right, which was the Chargers and the Vikings, this week, we're looking at three games that could be high scoring. We have the Bills, Dolphins, the Broncos, Bears, the Rangers, and the Chargers, which will likely kind of come down. So we have a couple of high scoring games. As you said, you just want to go out and build your lineup. So you're not worried about the overall point score because essentially you don't want to get left out to dry, right?
0: Right. I I think that's just my strategy. Um I never actually have thought about the end game result. I think more about that individual player and what I think they're going to bring to the table from that matchup. So I guess in a roundabout way, it has to do with whether or not it's a high scoring game or not.
1: All right, let's go ahead and let's build one of these lineups and let's get started with one of your, I guess, one of your studs, right? One of the guys that you're going to be, having in the majority of your lineups stack that you want to build. Kelly, give me somebody that you absolutely love.
0: I've been playing around a lot this week um, on DraftKings in particular. So good um, with Josh Herbert and Keenan Allen as a stack. And they're both very pricey. Uh, Keenan Allen is definitely in the higher ownership, likely 20% plus. So I'm not in love with that for gpp per se but i do like uh what we get out of this relationship there's a lot of consistency happening here
1: i think it's a very give and take relationship right justin herbert gives and keenan allen takes
0: yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, let's just take a look at this. Justin Herbert. Very. I think this is a pretty man. Oh, you want to do Keenan Allen. Let's talk Keenan Allen. He's right there on the screen. Keenan Allen is bringing us a higher salary on FanDuel. 9.5K, which that is like going to be super hard to build around. But 7.9K on DraftKings. I think that's pretty manageable. Stacked with Herbert. It makes it. Not as manageable, but we're going to do this. He's going to bring us, um, like I said, an ownership probably over 20%. So don't worry about that. But he's going to bring us, hopefully, it's consistently been at least 18 fantasy points per game. We're looking exceeding 18 fantasy points, which is great. Um, Maybe even 19 fantasy points. And we're playing a defense that's not super great at stopping the run game. So that's one reason why I love Keenan Allen, but stacked with Herbert, we get even more value as I scroll here for you. Uh, We get, talk about consistency, an average of 26 fantasy points per game with Justin Herbert on top of that. So we're looking at, well over 40 fantasy points if both of these guys go off together. And that's just two players in our lineup. I'm paying up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Keenan Allen right now is on track to, uh, to break the reception record. I think the previous one was held by Michael Thomas. It was like 149-ish. Uh, I think it was like right there below 150. Uh, Keenan Allen is on track to do about 180 receptions this upcoming season obviously keenan allen has issues staying healthy right we've seen these spike weeks from keenan allen before uh but up against this las vegas raiders defense it's gonna be cake right it's gonna be cake but the chargers on the other side have just as much of a swiss cheese defense as we've seen over the past few weeks true so i mean like you could end up seeing a very high scoring game in this matchup but the 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 caveat here i guess so that the reason you want to pump the brakes is we could have brian hoyer starting at quarterback and so the Chargers could just sell out to stop the run up against josh jacobs who has not been good so far this season double up on Devonte adams and then hope that brian hoyer doesn't look left and see you know any of the the other receivers on this roster so it does make me a little bit nervous that this game could be a blowout you know if if jimmy garoppolo does not play but I love the start to this, and honestly, you can't argue against it because they've produced every week thus far on the season. So I, yeah. I love that pick. I love this start. I do want to throw a couple names out to you real quick. Some guys that I like that uh, that I think are going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. Uh, we saw Debo show up in the injury report, so I really like some Brandon Ayuk this week. I think that it could be a very strong matchup against Cardinals who have been, you know, surprisingly good. You know, I know you're a Cardinals fan, so I don't want to go too far on this, but they've been surprisingly Brilliant. good. Um, I just don't know if their defense is going to be prepared for this divisional matchup up against the San Francisco 49ers who have been red hot. Um, Meanwhile, I I think that there's some plays over there for the Texans. I mean, I talk about tank Dell every week and I will not stop talking about tank Dell. That is my baby. That is the person I love more than anybody else in this world right now. I love me some tank Dell and Devon, Achan. All right. But uh, I, I think that, Tank Dell and Nico Collins. I faded Nico Collins last week. I'm not gonna fade him this week. I think that both of those matchups are great up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm gonna be playing some of those. Now, my favorite lock plays this week, which is surprising because normally my quarterback it like quarterbacks, I'm like, okay, I'll just figure out who I'm gonna play after I, I situate my, my studs, right? But I mean, I really like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase connection. I love CJ Stroud going with Nico Collins and Tank mm-hmm. Dell, right? And and Get this, Kelly. Get this. I want to run it back with Pat Friermuth and Mm Jalen Warren.
0: Jalen Warren. Okay. I'm not too sure about the Jalen Warren. I love the CJ Stroud reference. That is in my article this week as the value. If you're not going to go dependable and trustworthy Kirk Cousins or sexy, dependable, trustworthy, Justin Herbert – you can go with value pick CJ Stroud I feel like that's very doable so cheap 5.6 K on draftkings
1: it's ridiculous like he's getting so disrespected right now and we we rolled about last week right end up hitting last week and I know that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a, a bad rushing defense I'm a little bit nervous that that Damien Pierce could actually break back out this week and mm. you know reform or you know I guess take his former self right but I'm still I'm still a little bit hesitant uh, on trying to run him out. I'm not running him out in any DFS, but I I just love some CJ Stroud this week. Uh, Meanwhile, meanwhile, I think that Jalen Warren, the reason that I like him is because he's seen six targets, four targets, and six targets thus far on the season. And Mm -hmm. when you guys go to playerprofiler.com, once again, that's playerprofiler.com, go ahead and pull up Jalen Warren's profile page. Because this is absolutely like, this is miraculous, right? I mean, he right now, is second in the NFL in receiving yards, right? Wow, yeah, like you would never. Like, I didn't even you... know
0: that, honestly. I didn't.
1: He is second in the NFL in receiving yards, uh, yards per reception. He is eighth, yards per route run. He is third. Like, I mean, this guy is killing it. His target share is fourth in the NFL for running backs right now, uh, yards per touch, 15th. But like, I'm sitting here, and yards created per touch, third, yards created, period. Is first, but you go back and you look at his opportunity share. His opportunity share is 41st in the NFL. He is exceeding all expectations on a very limited snap share. Now, I don't know if, if this would ring a bell or this, this is, you know hits somebody a little deep right maybe it, it cuts too deep but do you remember the tony pollard fans when ezekiel it just wouldn't go away
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like
1: ezekiel wasn't good well guess what this is the Najee harris corollary right where obviously Jalen warren for me at least i mean watching the games he is the more effective player and for dfs this becomes frustrating because tony pollard really didn't have any legit games until ezekiel Elliott, you know what? essentially was injured right but yeah, even like in, in the, the times that he had to fill in. So maybe it triggers somebody that tried to play Tony Pollard because you thought it was a good matchup, right? But Jalen Warren's pricing is ridiculously cheap. So he's not even a, like, I, I put him, I God, I do this every week, right? I start to give away my sleepers before we get to that section. Jalen Warren is a sleeper in my section, but honestly, he's a stud. Like He's a stud for me in any lineup that I'm building around the Texans' uh, offense. I think that Jalen Warren could absolutely go off because the Texans, you cannot pass against them over the top. Like They're one of the top defenses in terms of shutting wide receivers down, and they've had some of their top guys injured. So I still think this is a situation where we could see Jalen Warren absolutely explode, and they do give up points, by the way, to the tight end. So I love Pat Firebuth, uh this week. Now, that was a lot. I'm sorry I took over the show. No,
0: I I like Pat Fryermuth too. I talk about him a little bit in my notes here because I'm spending so much money up front and I'm going to spend even more on another wide receiver. I want to save money and that means I'm either going to need to go with the Muth or Jake Ferguson and to me, they're going to bring about the same thing to the table. I might give a slight edge to Ferguson um, just based on the matchup. But however, I do think they're both going to bring seven or eight points to the table. And that's really all I need for three something K. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> they're so cheap, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so cheap.
1: So, so is this a, a lineup where you want to run somebody back? Uh, from Las Vegas, or do you want to try and go with maybe one of the studs? I mentioned another stud. Like, how do you f- foresee this lineup going?
0: Just based on my own research this week for the articles and the podcast that I've already been on this week, I am landed on squeezing in Devontae Adams this week. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, I think that even if Garoppolo doesn't play, who? else are they gonna throw to i just feel like Devonte adams makes magic happen
1: and honestly, i want like, it <laughs> this actually might be the perfect lineup to get uh Jalen warren in there right because right now we're mm-hmm. sending a lot of money spent i'm gonna go ahead we, we have justin herbert we have keenan allen we have Devonta adams this is our lineup right now we have 4k remaining for all the rest of the players i would normally put a cheaper placeholder defense down Obviously, we're going to have to go a little bit less expensive on this. So for now, let's go ahead and let's say that we're going to pick, uh, I don't know, Chicago up against Denver just for the heck of it. Really? Uh, we'll, we'll pivot. What else do you want to go to? We we can pivot. Um, it's just a. Uh...
0: No, I do. I would go to my defense next because I always like to see how much money I have left. Okay, let's see. And um, I was just going to pull that up and I lost it. I think I played the Rape. I think I have the Ravens. Do
1: I? The, the Ravens are a little bit up there. They're sitting up here at 3,200 up against Cleveland, who has been turnover prone thus far in the season. Definitely not a bad play, especially with I the made, Ravens forcing. I scene. made
0: this fit. It is the Ravens, <laughs> 3,200.
1: All right, we're going to play Ravens at 3,200. Let's go ahead and let's pivot now to either the running back, the tight end. Typically, I go tight end after this, but however you want to do it is is up to you which which position you want to fill in next let's,
0: let's go with mooth in our tight end slot okay 3400 here's where i'm probably going to throw you off I'll, i ended up playing my flex last and it is a super sleeper
1: <laughs> is it is it like a like just a, a 3k guy
0: it is a <laughs> yeah yeah 3500
1: 35 is that you like michael to wilson territory already i mean we can do that like if you if you just want to give that out or if we can keep on uh dancing around so you don't let's give up dancing your around can
0: until it's the last gap
1: all right let's go ahead let's i forgot all
0: about this chase until
1: just now <laughs> all right so that's not a on your list then huh
0: it's not no okay let's go ahead
1: and do it let's let's do it then If it's not a on your list let's go ahead and do it
0: It's not a sleeper on my list because the sleeper on my list is kind of like, why aren't you playing this guy? But this sleeper happens to be Michael Wilson on the Arizona Cardinals. Did you not hear me call that? I called it. Michael Wilson on the Arizona Cardinals. uh, He's projected to bring us seven or eight points just like our tight end. He's got the lion's share of receiving yards on the Cardinals. So... I'm I'm all about it. Let's do it because again, the kind of the same idea around the Devonte Adams. Even if Garoppolo is not playing, whoever fills in, they still have to throw to Devontae Adams. We've got Marquise Brown. He's not been practicing, um, so I'm not even sure he's going to play. And we've got Michael uh, Wilson, who has been just catching everything. So. There's going to be some long bombs, just like they would go to Hollywood Brown. They're going to go to Michael Wilson.
1: All right. We're going Michael Wilson over here for that. Uh, the receiver position slash flex. I'm down with either one. Let's go ahead and let's hop over to our running backs. I guess you want to go running back now and, and give us a little bit of insight as to what direction you went at the running back.
0: Running back. Um, again, we've got to save some money. If we're spending up on Devonte Adams, on Keenan Allen, on Josh Herbert, uh, which I do feel good about. And let me say, I, t- I typically don't do this. I actually tend to pick very mediocre. Like I would have maybe even gone with a Kirk Cousins this week. But I just didn't like the way the rest of my lineup landed. So here we are spending way more than I'm used to spending. We got to save somewhere. And I am not being a homer here. I promise. But we need to put James Conner in at 5.9 K on DraftKings. Uh, He's legit. He is scoring 17, 18 fantasy points per game. Um, He's going to get the ball again, just because the Cardinals may not win this game, probably won't win this game. He's going to get the ball.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, James Conner, you know, part of that secret sauce to success either has to do with, with touchdowns or it has to come with, you know, in the receiving game. And, and honestly, I don't know that we're going to see any touchdowns from this week up against San Francisco. So we're going to need to see some receptions in that receiving game. You know, it's, it's an interesting setup over here that we have thus far. We Where...
0: could do Madison if you prefer. Alexander Madison also – kind of fits the bill for this 5.8k on DraftKings and he's actually average you know what I think I like this one better. No, let's take out Connor. Let's do Madison.
1: Okay. Alexander Madison up against Carolina. Carolina has struggled up against the running back thus far in the season. I mean he had that that greater ones to face to be honest. But yeah, I mean for me I'm like I do like a chain, right? And and Swift, I think it's phenomenal value, I don't, although I don't love the matchup. Achan, sorry, Achan, Achan. Achan. Uh, but for me, I'd rather pay down to like the five, early 5K range where we see like the Joshua Kellys, we see the Ford, right? Ford had a rough matchup last week. I don't ever play any running backs up against Tennessee. So when we were looking at at the yards per carry, the yards created, like, yeah, he got his touchdowns in and that's how he put his fantasy success up. But like, I don't think that that's all Jerome Ford is. And I think that Kareem Hunt, knows the system he walked in knowing what the plays were like it's not like he had to be educated. I think that he's gonna st- uh, stay around a similar snap uh, snap percentage and it's still gonna allow Jones Jerome 4 to be efficient. Wow I bumbled through that one. Let's go <laughs> ahead and let's select our other running back position. Uh, we're sitting here with 5200 left. so yeah, there's a couple we options.
0: We're doing well.
1: We could pay up, right? Like, we could pay up at running back, and we could pay all the way down at the last flex, go all the way down to 3K, which means that we can pay up to 7K at the wide receiver position, or, I mean, at the running back position. Or we can end up paying up at the wide receiver position over there in the flex, uh, around 6K or so, with 4K at the running back, we want to pay down to that. Or we could split it up and go about 5K per position. Kelly, what are you feeling?
0: I've got a 6K at running back and a 4K at wide receiver. All right. Um, They both could be sleepers. One of them is my sleeper this week. What do you want to start with?
1: Just tell us whatever one you give us a 6K guy.
0: Who's a 6K 6K guy? You know what? I do want to say one more thing about Madison. If you guys are wondering why I waffled it's it's looking really good with Madison. You got Kirk Cousins throwing to him and he's averaging 16 touches per game. So I think that, you know, you're in good shape. If you pick Madison, you might feel more comfortable. So if you're not quite comfortable with James Conner, You've got that when we're filling in our other running back position. I feel like we're very running back abundant this week. And Zach Moss, to me, fell a little bit like a steal, um, an extreme value, let's say, at 6K, because even though he was out week one, he's been averaging 27 touches per game, 27 touches per game. 20 fantasy points per game and we're going up against a defense that is ranking as low in some databases as 25th in the league at stopping the run game so i felt pretty good about zach moss and his roster ship is just at nine percent which is very low mid-range
1: now kelly i typically i have one player right typically that i just i can't get on board with this might be my one this week, and I might die <laughs> on this hill, right? Because I'm just not a big Zach Moss fan. I'm also not a big Alexander Madison fan, but I don't mind him, especially in in, in cash games, more than GPPs. I think that James Conner is, is more likely the answer for your GPP lineups. But either way, I still think that either one could end up going off. Zach Moss, I can't get on board with. We got Anthony, Richards, Scott, <laughs> Anthony Richardson coming back. You know, He, he doesn't dump off as often as the running back, but maybe it was just the fact that he didn't have Zach Moss to dump it off to. So I do think that there is a potential for Zach Moss to be extremely efficient, a la like a Gus Edwards type role, except for Gus Edwards doesn't have the the backfield to himself, right? Zach Moss will. So I can see how this could become a thing. For me, I just got to fade it. However, let's go ahead and get him in this lineup, and let's move over to our last flex position. We're sitting here at 4,400. We're sitting here at 4,400. We got a plethora of talent. Plethora. Yeah, still available. Uh, obviously, Kenyon Drake is not the answer, and neither is Tyson Chandler. But we we have guys like Dallas Goddard up against Washington. We saw Zach Ertz heavily targeted in the game up against Washington that could create some opportunities, of course, with them focusing on the outside up against Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. Robert Woods has a great matchup up against Pittsburgh. You guys already know how I feel about that. How you feeling, Kelly which route do you want to go as our last last flex position
0: in my particular lineup this week? I went with Josh Palmer at 4k. Uh, I like it. I like the matchup against Las Vegas. I like he's playing 61 plus percent of the snaps. So we're getting plenty of opportunity. Um, his targets have gone up week over week significantly i feel like this is a nice slow and steady uptick and last week was great so can we keep riding that train
1: i'm down to ride the train the, the achan, <laughs> the, <You> a-chan.
0: Mean? <laughs> the chain train
1: the achan train <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go ahead we're entering this lineup in. we have justin herbert alexander madison zach moss keenan allen devonta adams michael wilson pat Fryermuth, josh palmer and the baltimore ravens defense you ready to click submit kelly we good you
0: didn't put anybody of yours though is that a thing should you try and squeeze one of yours in at least
1: we'll do it on the next one we'll do it on the next one
0: okay good All right,
1: let's make it happen.
0: Let's do it. I did pick the Ravens defense. They have been struggling a little, but the Browns' offense is struggling more, I think. They're way more volatile. So I'm feeling pretty good spending that $3,200 on the Ravens.
1: I love that, Kelly. We got something that, that Not only are we required to do But probably something that you use Something that, that I use And I gotta give everybody a heads up As to
2: what that is Are you ready for it?
0: I'm ready for it
2: DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer, What about this optimizer, but that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks. Then setting runbacks. Then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year. Not, not a week. A, a year. A year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry.
1: Now, I know that some of y'all heard me talk about how I'm going to build 150 lineups earlier in this show. That's how you do it. You get the DFS Dominator, you, you put in the players that you want to pick, the players that you want to go with, and it fills in those slots for you based off the projections, gives you a little bit of leverage, lets you all know which guys will help you win. That Millie Maker over there on DraftKings and of course Vandals as well. So let's go ahead and let's hop over to our next lineup build. But before we discuss the actual build itself, Kelly, we gotta know we, we got things that we got to know like who we should stay away from. And like one of the the, – let me just start with saying Lamar Jackson for me has a massive fade this week up against Mm -hmm. Cleveland. Smothered, smothered offenses thus far in the season. I mean, it's not even relatively close. And we're still dealing with massive amounts of injuries across the line. We talk about the the tackle Staley over there who is most likely going to be out after only practicing twice at a limited capacity. I don't see him playing. Uh, it's just not going to be pretty. And last week we saw what injuries to this offense looked like up against the, the Colts. It, it was just sad. It was sad. Mm-hmm.
0: It was. I agree. It was hard to watch. So I, I can't I'm do it. Also, a huge Ravens fan. I have like clothing that's half and half. Even <laughs> it's it's hard. I'm you you know you already said Lamar Jackson. I hadn't even considered because he wasn't on my radar for any of my builds, but I agree it's probably one. There are way better options this week, Should even if he should perform well. I'm staying away from Mark Andrews this week along those same lines. Pretty much, I don't like any of the tight ends and how they fit into my build this week. Potentially TJ Hawkinson, uh, depending on how you develop your build, but all tight ends have been like weird it's weird this
1: week Uh, there's one more that i just have to mention and this one is just it's kind of mind-blowing me right because i always talk about i will never play running back up against this team and last week it bit me in the ass but it was because of touchdown dependency with Jerome ford we already talked about it right he got those touchdowns and you don't want to play running backs up against the tennessee titans and Joe Mixon is projected to see over 15%, between 15 to 20% ownership this week, which to me is absolutely bizarre. Like, you do not want to play him up against Jeffrey Simmons and company. You just don't. I mean, this is a pass-funnel offense. Kelly, Yeah. do you like Joe Mixon? Do, do you want to play him this week?
0: No, I agree with you on that. And I think what happens in DFS a lot of times is people – think about the previous week so much or think about what they want to see or they're playing burrow because he's kind of a value this week, but, and they'll stack him or whatever. I think that may be the case instead of looking at the success of running backs.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. I, 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 it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but let's go ahead and let's dive into building this lineup. Now that we got, out of our system who we don't want, right? Who who are people to hyping up? Who do we don't want? That's, that's Joe Mixon in capital letters. Somebody that I do want to play, all right? I, I talked about prior to, I really do like Joe Burrow this week. We discussed that. Uh, you know, Anthony Richardson, I will play an Anthony Richardson lineup, multiple lineups of Anthony Richardson up until he hits over 7K, right? That's like my, my number one thing that I, I will take to my grave. As I said, starting week one, I will play... Thirty percent of my lineup's minimum will have Anthony Richardson in there as long as he's below seven k. Justin Fields is a guy who was above seven k, and he's gross now. He, he uh. doesn't look like he can read uh, in terms of coverages. His receivers outside of DJ Moore, they're they're open, but he's not hitting them. Then he's not able to. They're not using him in, in scramble. You know, like in they're not they're not spreading out the offense like they should have, right? And they're not allowing him to run, and we saw this. We saw this from, uh, let's see, Lamar Jackson back in 2019, where Lamar Jackson ended up coming across with, let's see, he had rushing attempts of seven, and then he had 16, nine, seven, and two. Right, Those were his first five weeks of the season. He had the one good week of 16 rushing attempts. Every other one was, was brutal. Following that matchup and then the bye week, He only had one week of nine or less rushing attempts. Uh, Justin Fields needs to be on the same diet, right? He needs to be on the, the Lamar Jackson 2019, like third quarter diet, right? Where he ended up seeing 16, 17, 18 rushing attempts. And that's where Justin Fields needs to live. I want to think that up against a brutal Denver defense that cannot stop the run. that this could be the week that they actually roll out. And I know that's gross. I, I just I know that it's gross, Kelly. I know it's so gross, right? It's it's disgusting. Um I I'm not proud to say, it, but Justin Fields is interesting. Now I'm not going to make you play with me a Justin Fields lineup. However, I do want to know which one would you prefer to do? Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow, or CJ Stroud?
0: Uh I don't like Joe Burrow this week. Okay. I don't I don't like him yet. <laughs> He's not grown on me this season. <laughs> um Anthony Richardson's interesting because, you know, potential run game, but we've talked about CJ Stroud. We could save some money there and get potentially good stacks. I think I like that one.
1: All right, let's go ahead and let's put CJ Stroud into our lineup. Of course, I, I already talked about it. I'm gonna take this one over. I got to play Tank Dell, yeah, and I got to play uh, some some um, Nico Collins, yeah. Now, do we want to run out Pat Fryermuth again as a runback? Like we just did in the last lineup. We don't have to, but he's just
0: cheap- certainly can, or you could fit in. I liked Jake Ferguson this week. He's been averaging seven points per game, projected for eight points three or four this week.
1: Are you a little bit worried that new England could take away the, the passing game in, in the short to intermediate, I should say intermediate range, right? Where Jake Ferguson thrives because that's where CD Lamb plays. And that's where Jake Ferguson plays. And then they force you to beat him deep and beat him with the run. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that with new England.
0: Are you, I mean, I'm looking, I'm just using data as my guide. And, and when I look at the, against the position I feel I feel really good about Jake Ferguson but again it's kind of one of the, those same well no just kidding I don't know no I'm not feeling so good I look at another. <laughs> when you look at one and then you look at something else to balance it I mean he's been spot on with his Average per week hitting his projections, but this could be the week that stops, and he's not a great tight end. So maybe we should go with Mooth just because we know what he can do, even though we already played him.
1: We could also pivot down. We have Logan Thomas up against Philly, who we know, you know, Philly has been terrible up against oh, the tight what? end position.
0: That would be a good one. He could bring us around six points.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been averaging nine point three thus far in the season. He's come back from injury. Let me let me read the reports real quick. Yes, he is available after clearing the concussion protocol. Uh, you know, he's running the routes. He's out there. He's a safety blanket. Let's, you want to play some some Logan Thomas?
0: Why not? Nobody well, else so, is.
1: Yeah, nobody else is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And then, like, I I gotta I gotta see Kelly. I got to see Qu- Qu- squeeze. Jalen warren into this lineup or do you just hate that we got to play somebody no, do
0: it i played him last week did you yeah
1: all right let's let's do some Jalen warren this is one of my favorite plays of the week i'm probably gonna end up eating crow for this but i'm going all in at his 5k pricing if he can get us up to, to 15 to 18 points which is essentially a touchdown in his average production as what he's given us thus far in the season uh he's a win. so we are sitting here very pretty. We're sitting pretty, Kelly. We, we have 6,600 average salary left. Let's just plug in a placeholder D. I'm not even gonna, I'm just gonna plug in the Ravens for now. That's who we went with the last time. We now have running back, wide receiver, and flex left. We're sitting with CJ Stroud, Jalen Warren, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Logan Thomas. Probably one of the grossest started <laughs> starts to the yeah. lineup you've ever seen, but we have almost 8K left per position. We've got 7,800 left per spot. I mean, we can splurge. We can go on a shopping spree if splurge. you want to. Splurge. Just splurge all over this this uh, DFS <laughs> sheet. So um, where do you want to start splurging, Kelly?
0: I was just checking to see that Jalen Warren. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. That. I'm stuck on that. I played him last week, 6.7 points. I played him on FanDuel last week. I think that's fine. That is yeah. fine for his value. Yeah, I mean, he's so giving us weeks good. of
1: 12.6 and 8.2. He just hasn't gotten in the end zone because Pittsburgh can't score. But it could be different this week. They got a little bit of an easier matchup. I'm just saying.
0: I agree with you. I think that's just fine. So we're going to splurge. I mean, I want I, I want you. Where, do, where are your notes? What do you have? Who are you looking at? Tell us. You tell us.
1: Oh, I, I'll tell you. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is in the game for me. You Jamar did mention Chase. that. Jamar Chase is definitely in the game. And we can go Jamar Chase right now uh, up against Tennessee, who we know is a, a pass funnel defense. And that will still leave us with 7,800. if we go Ayuk. I'm just gonna do this real quick. I'm gonna throw in Jamar yeah. Chase and I'm just gonna throw in Ayuk. And I just wanna see yeah. uh, where that leaves us because I
0: like Ayuk. I'm I'm wondering like, do you think that Joe Burrow's over the hump? Like, is he through this whole calf thing is he through this whole mental block
1: i'm not sure about that which is you know something that makes me hesitant but what i am sure about is tennessee can't defend the pass <laughs> i True. mean and, and you can't run against them right so like you have to you, you got to utilize your wide receivers up against tennessee titans True. and and that's what i'm more sure about more so than i'm, I'm sure about joe burrow right like joe burrow could mm-hmm. go out and end up completely shit in the bed uh in terms of his completion percentage and whatnot but they should draw a place that are, are relevant for jamar chase which is why i do like jamar chase this week i'm more so banking on tennessee just allowing him to pass all over him
0: it's a similar you know similar thought process on why put in Devonte adams last week not sure if garoppolo's even playing or not it's that is their wide receiver one jamar chase he catches everything
1: yeah, unlike T. Higgins, week one, who right. targeted it. And last week T. Higgins was bizarre. Him and Cortland Sutton were both bizarre in terms of their hands. I mean, they couldn't catch anything. We saw Mike mm-hmm. Evans. Like, what's up with the big possession guys that just all of a sudden can't possess the can't ball? Catch. <laughs> yeah. They're not possession guys anymore. All right. So now we're left with with ninety two hundred. The only player that we cannot play is Justin Jefferson. So we have like Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, since this show has started, has moved from questionable down to doubtful. Uh, Stefan Diggs is another guy. Devonta Adams is still there. I'd like to max our cap and go with uh, Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. How do you feel?
0: I like Tyreek Hill. And I'll just tell you my observation. Again, I'm not trying to be a homer, but I have noticed That while Christian McCaffrey's roster ship on DraftKings is at 14%, he is not the highest. Um, And I think that is due to the tough Cardinals defense that has been out there. And there are better choices, less riskier choices. So I like the Tyreek Hill. I do realize they're playing Buffalo, which is a phenomenal defense. But I, I just feel better about that one.
1: Yeah, well, Buffalo, a big part of their defense has come up against really bad offenses, right? Like they sacked, God, Sam Howell, uh, like pretty much sacked his lights out the entire week last week. But Sam Howell is also one of the worst quarterbacks at, at taking sacks. You know, he, he has an average of like 2.8 seconds in terms of time to throw, which is ranked ninth, but he's taken the most amount of quarterback hits. And I think the most amount of sacks outside of Russell Wilson thus far in the season. That, that might be The rebirth,
0: O-line but. has allowed the most amount of sacks. The O-line's allowed nineteen um, nineteen times they've Pressures, allowed the yeah. quarterback the, the line to break.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's bizarre, but I mean also uh, like Sam Howell, just, he looks like a deer in the headlights, right? He's not yeah. releasing the ball. He's waiting for receivers to get open versus anticipatory throws. And it's it's honestly embarrassing uh, to be a Sam Howell fan after watching his inability to, I guess, understand these coverages. But
0: So maybe uh, tar- Buffalo's not as good as they appear, but they're That's still tough. That's what I'm
1: thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's, with I'll- the
0: Cardinals, I-, I think the Cardinals are going to put a very specific targeted strategy to try and cap. What we see from McCaffrey, if you can,
1: yeah, which is why I like Ayuk. You know, is essentially to get those deep targets off as they try to limit
2: mm-hmm.
0: his
1: abilities to generate yards. Uh, keep in mind, the Cardinals thus far on the season have been very good up against the run. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been average up against the pass, but they have allowed four touchdowns to the running back thus far on the season. I will say, I like the Tyreek Hill call, and up until the team Thank shuts him down, I think you got to go with him. Uh, it's a little bit concerning that he uh it's a little bit concerning that he does have Jalen Waddleback I'm sorry excuse me he does have Jalen Waddleback but I I do think that that's an option there now since we went to Tyreek Hill it forced Ayuk out of the lineup so we got to come up with a running back And James Cook up against Miami he's a way to get that run back going
0: James Cook you think yeah I think James Cook works. He falls into that tier of, I would say, slightly better than Madison. Um, but we're looking at like that James Connor, Madison, Cook, like they all kind of fall in that same tier, I think.
1: So would you rather go James Cook and Tyreek Hill or Ayuk and and uh, Christian McCaffrey?
0: I mean, Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey definitely sounds more sexy. <laughs> I thought you were baiting me here saying we were getting both Ayuke and Hill.
1: No, because we we filled in the flex. We needed a running back. Uh we can also Dang put it. out Chase. I wasn't paying attention
0: can... to those tiny letters.
1: We can we can <laughs> should I zoom in some more?
0: No, you're um,
1: fine. <laughs> we uh we can take out Chase and go a different route at the wide receiver position. I mean at the, the running back position and pay up for running back. So let's let's take out here real quick. Let's take out Chase. Let's throw in Ayuk real quick.
0: Yeah, I like the Ayuk play. There's more versatility there than you, you know, than you get with just Ooh. limiting yourself to Christian McCaffrey. I think I
1: like this. I like this. We get Tony Pollard at 7800 up against New I England, like who I think that's that's what New England is going to do. That's what they're really good at is taking away intermediate passes. Uh, I think that that's strong. I think that's a great mm-hmm. lineup, and I actually love Tony Pollard for this week. So yeah, I'm all on board with this lineup. This this everybody is loves
0: Tony Pollard this week, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, you can't yeah, cool. just
0: always zig and zag.
1: To to be able to get Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, and Tony Pollard on the same lineup, you gotta end up playing the uh, the Jalen Warren run back with. C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. I don't think too many people are doing that. Let's go ahead and let's check out this defense real quick. We have the Tennessee Titans up against Cincinnati. You know, that's not a bad matchup, although the Titans don't force a ton of turnovers. The Ravens up against the Saints. Do we ever hear news about Derek Carr that he passed that, or is he out?
0: Um, I thought the Ravens were playing the Browns this week. Oh,
1: yeah, no, no. We're talking about... uh, Where was I? We were talking about the Saints up against the uh, the Buccaneers.
0: Oh no, I have not heard about Derek Carr being back yet or not.
1: Yeah, he's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury. So let's read the report real quick. Yeah, he he wants to see how Derek Carr is. Feeling after practice on Friday. So, we have not heard what the update is on that. But that could be Jameis Winston up against the Buccaneers defense, who's been very solid thus far on the season. They're one of the top scoring defenses. You know, Carolina up against Minnesota could end up being fun, Uh, although that's not a, a defense I would love to play. And then the Chargers up against Las Vegas makes a lot of sense. I actually love the Chargers against Vegas if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play. You pick. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. Let's let's pivot up to the 100 bucks extra on the, the Buccaneers up against New Orleans. And we'll play that by ear, whether or not Derek Carr actually plays or not. All right. We're entering this lineup in. And we are hopping into our final segment. Listen, we're going to get some picks right. We're going to get some picks yeah. really wrong. Like, really wrong. Like, yeah. I mean... It, Jalen Warren is going to be a complete hit or miss, but if you want to hear about some of the success while still exploring some of the future matchups that we could have some of the future bets that you can end up placing, you got to go check out the first mover podcast over there on player profiler. They come out at the beginning of the week, each week with Mark Garcia and he crushes it. He's one of my favorite guests I've ever had on any podcast. And this guy knows DFS he knows what he's talking about. Go check out the First Mover podcast, of course. Now, we are on to our final segment, Kelly. We're, we're doing it big. We need to hear about some sleeper. so. We need to figure out how to make these lineups work outside of the absurd one that we already came up with. What do you have for us?
0: I think both of these lineups have plenty of absurdity in them. Uh, What I started off the show saying to you was my particular lineup is I'm going big and then I've got to fill the holes with hopefully somebody who gets way more than zero. (laughs) But I think that we landed on some good players. And one of those happens to be one that's not a super, super sleeper this week. Uh, we're looking at well, two of them. Both Zach Moss and Josh Palmer this week are kind of that low to mid-range roster ship. But bringing in consistent points. And if you're worried about how much time Zach Moss is going to get or his consistency with Zach Moss. I think Joshua Palmer might be your better option. The opposing rank is pretty bad against wide receivers. When you're looking at Las Vegas, I think he's going to do pretty great projected for nearly 12 points on DraftKings, Uh We're looking at nine or 10% projected roster ships. And, and just to give you some, Um, comparison the highest rostered players are 20 percent for Keenan Allen 18 percent for Javante Adams 16 percent Puka Nakua so if you're worried if your strategy revolves around roster ship Josh Palmer is a good option for you
1: I've got a few different guys and I I like Josh Palmer I think that's interesting I I think that's uh, a lot of people are going to be switching over to Quentin Johnson. I think it's going to be dispersed, right? Like our ownership percentage that we're seeing right now, that's not going to be what we see come Sunday morning just because there's so many different uh, dependencies on, on these yeah. roster builds, such as Jimmy Grappler, which we brought up multiple times tonight. So I do think the roster is going to change. I do think that Joshua Palmer, at that point, the heat's going to come down a little bit because the, the news did come out on Monday. By the time Sunday rolls around, we're not going to see as high of ownership. But I, I do see a few different opportunities here to capitalize. And one of those opportunities is Elijah Mitchell, who hasn't been involved for the 49ers. He goes up against the, the Cardinals who have allowed touchdowns up against the position. And if let's just say Christian McCaffrey gets his early on in the first half, you know, and it is a blowout, we could see a second half where Elijah Mitchell could see sixty percent or so of the Russian attempts if he can come out with a touchdown or two by the end of the game due to tur- turnovers, like we saw last night, or I should say on Thursday night with the the Detroit Lions, how they were able to force turnovers inside of the opponent's territory. Elijah Mitchell could walk out of this one with with two two touchdowns, sixty yards, and you'll be happy. Meanwhile, Joshua Kelly. I like him, especially if Jimmy G does not play. Short field opportunities. Austin Eckler is now doubtful, and a lot of the roster ship is over him. They, they don't want anything to do with him because he screwed him over for the past two weeks. Well, two weeks ago, they ended up playing, I believe it was the Tennessee Titans, so I said, hey, don't play Joshua Kelly this week. Don't do it. Last week, I was like, you could play Joshua Kelly, but we could see a Minnesota defense that that sells out to stop one thing, and then they try to get turnovers on the other thing. They did it up against Joshua Kelly. I think that Joshua Kelly, this is the perfect time for him to strike with a big DFS week. If it doesn't happen for him this week, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm washing yeah. my hands Joshua Kelly. But this is this is the, the make or break week, so I will be playing him uh, to some extent. Did Vonda you see Chain. the
0: note there in the comment? Somebody popped in saying Mitchell is limited again today with a knee.
1: I did miss that. Um, so make sure you all check the injury reports.
0: Keep an I definitely eye did on have- that.
1: Yeah, please, please keep an eye on that. Uh, meanwhile, Devin Chan, Achan, uh, he is a guy that is not heavily rostered. Uh, he's going to come in at less than 3%. I don't know why this dude was a smash hit. Uh, I get that they face a, a Swiss cheese defense in, in Denver, but this guy's explosive. And I don't know if you all remember this or not, but Brees Hall in, in what was it, week one or week two should have had a breakaway run up against this this defense, but he was so out of shape. I think that was week one. He ended up having a 40, 50-yard gain. There are explosive opportunities you can have up against this this Buffalo Bills defense, and I think that Devin Achon is in place to do just that. Meanwhile, Calvin Austin's interesting. My last guy, my last guy, and, and I know I'm going to get hate for this one. I already know I'm going to get people with, with death threats in my DMs saying, <laughs> why did you make me play him? make me dj chark dj chark i was is gonna guy-
0: say that after we were done i was just scrolling thinking you know what there's got to be somebody else out there
1: yeah de- dj chark is a guy that he just he puts out fantasy points you know when he plays i like and, it and honestly like he's dirt cheap i think he's at 4k yeah, 4k uh, he was out the first week Second week, he only played about 60 percent of the snaps third week he comes in and he plays more snaps than anybody else on this offense of course adam thielen was the guy to, to take home. But uh, DJ Chark, have you looked at his stats? Are you looking at him right now? Like I'm 11, looking, yeah. 11 targets last week. 11 targets. He had two drops, which are bad, but Andy Dalton wasn't delivering accurate balls downfield. Now, I knew, do know that Andy Dalton's not playing this week, and you're probably not going to see the same amount of targets, but that also affects Adam Thielen, which is getting very heavily played at this point in time. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is, Adam Thielen needs Unless he's getting targeted in the red zone, he needs to see a significant amount of targets to be relevant, right? DJ Chark doesn't, because he's seeing a sixteen, uh, a dot, sixteen yard a dot, like he is getting targeted yeah. downfield. He needs. He had four receptions for eighty three yards last week, right? Like that. That's something that can get you these big time plays and take you home to the promised land while only spending four K, just four thousand dollars, on potentially the leading receiver for the Carolina Panthers in a positive game script matchup. I think there's an opportunity for Chark. So he's going to be one of my plays. Now, Kelly, are you ready to build this lineup?
0: Oh my gosh. We're building another lineup.
1: One more, one <laughs> more lineup. Kelly, we got to hurry up and get through this or else I'm going to get fired. for one spending more Too much time on this show. I keep on spending all this time on the show. It, it's crazy. Um, let's go ahead and, and let's build around some of that, that you love this week. We'll go back to you on this.
0: You know, I really do like um gosh. Should we well can I start with um can I start with a wide receiver?
1: Yeah, let's do that. I'm cool with that.
0: I I have a wide receiver this week that we haven't talked about yet and that's Chris Olave. Uh, 7.1 on DraftKings. It's very manageable to work with. He's bringing in, uh, projected to bring us 15 fantasy points this week. And Tampa Bay's defense is pretty flimsy. And even with Derek Carr out, should he be out, and Winston being in there, Olave is just an elite player, and he needs to be played. I think the reason we're seeing this low salary and fairly low rostership is due to the unsuredness around who's being the QB this week let's not be afraid let's play the elite player and take advantage of this salary
1: I love that I, I absolutely love that now is there a player on Tampa Bay that you would like to play the opposite side I mean we've seen we've seen Mike Mike Evans get completely shut out by Latimer like it, it's been bad. Chris Godwin is typically the guy that goes off. Do we want to run it back with Chris Godwin? Or are we going to pump the brakes on that?
0: I mean, I do like Michael Thomas. Um,
1: well, if we're going Michael Thomas, oh, then we got to do Sorry. a, a we build don't around that, do that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, are, are we thinking maybe Chris Godwin? Like, is Chris Godwin, could he be the guy this week? Like, he typically has to be because Mike Evans can't be up against I this mean, New Orleans Saints team?
0: Why not? Let's do it. Why not?
1: All right, I'm down to do a coolative ad of Chris Godwin, who honestly, he hasn't been there for us, right? He's, he's one of the most disappointing DFS plays thus far in the season. I think his time is coming. I don't know if this is the week, but I'm down to play it and see. Uh, meanwhile, we are now in a position, right, to, to figure out where we have to go uh, with only 5K left remaining. Once again, I'm going to throw in a placeholder defense just so that we know where we're sitting with our salary. We got Chris Alave, we got Chris Godwin, the pair of the Chris is up against each other this week with the Ravens' defense, and that means that we have 5.5K left, which most likely means that anybody above 7K for the quarterback position is going to be out unless we want to just throw all these sleepers in, which we can. We can do that. <laughs> we just did the sleepers. We can make we this lineup it. grosser than the Texans one.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where do you want to go with this? How much do we have left per player?
1: 55.
0: 55.
1: I mean, we could go with an Anthony Richardson solo rolled out. Like, we can roll him out butt ass naked, like I normally do every week.
0: Do you like Isaiah Pacheco?
1: I don't think I've ever used that name in GPPs, but I'm not against it.
0: (laughs) Isaiah Pacheco uh, has been averaging 14 touches per game 12, 13, 17. Averaging eleven fantasy points per game, uh, running back over there in Kansas City. What's I mean? That feels really inexpensive.
1: It's, is he on a night game?
0: I don't know what time think, that is.
1: I think it's a night game because I honestly have not uh, seen him on any sheet thus far this season. Um, but we can we can pivot down to a to a mid range running back if that's what you were thinking.
0: Um, oh okay, because you're looking at we're looking at main slee Is that what we're yep. doing? Yep. Dang it. Okay. Well just ignore me. <laughs> you're good. <laughs>
1: should, should we get a little gross with the Joshua Kelly take?
0: Why not? You talked a lot about him.
1: I, I have. I've spent too much time talking about Joshua Kelly this far in the season. Um uh, meanwhile. Marry I, I do think <laughs> I do think that there's going to be running lanes aplenty uh, in the Chicago-Denver game. I, I do want to squeeze Javante Williams into some lineups. Do you hate that?
0: No, I don't hate that. I was going to say Javante Williams or take the gamble on Najee Harris.
1: Oh God, I can't do that. I can't, Kelly. I I really want to. I just that's that's. I think Javante has a great matchup up there. Code and code. I
0: think that's a great matchup for the Javante play.
1: All right, let's do it. Now we're still sitting. We didn't move much. <laughs> we're sitting at the 5,600 range.
0: This is we, Team we, Mediocre, which always wins, by the way.
1: Oh, my God. I don't know if that's ever happened or anybody's ever said that. Uh, but That happens we, to
0: me all the time.
1: I love that. I love that for you. Uh, I'm thinking that, like, all these different wide receivers are options. But we talked about DJ Chark. You know, talk about Mediocre in terms of fantasy production. But for the pricing, <laughs> the ROI is great.
0: Talk about Mediocre i mean there is that
1: let's go yeah. ahead let's let's plug a bit just to get some some wiggle room with this this cap otherwise we're gonna be sitting here playing fifty five hundred dollar players all night okay all right
0: because we're gonna save a lot in our tight end unless you're paying up
1: yeah i mean hawkinson's interesting in terms of a pay up. i don't really want to do it but i could see where it i could still work. like
0: fire moose again <laughs> i think that is literally i have i don't like the way any of our tight ends are priced this week. I don't like any of the matchups this week. The only one I feel great about is Fryermouth.
1: You know who I did a late discovery of after uh, I actually did the show sheet for this Kelly is uh, Dalton Kincaid who listen I like Dalton Kincaid's been a guy that I've been a fan of all season so this is nothing new for the fans that are, that are listening I've mm-hmm. heard this show before but, but let me just throw this out here to you in Week one, the Miami Dolphins gave up three catches for 22 yards and a touchdown to Donald Parham. In week two, they faced Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. They gave up combined 11 touches, 85 yards, and a touchdown to the tight end position. In week three, they didn't do anything because they faced the Broncos. Yeah, and the Broncos
0: sucked. They're but... pretty bad against the tight end. I agree.
1: But I'm not either sold. Like not- I'm not sold. I'm just. I just want to throw it out there that or I like Gerald
0: Everett. Gerald Everett's been a staple. Las Vegas can't stop the run either. So, uh, or the passing game, or the running game, or the anything really.
1: <laughs> are you concerned about Donald Parham taking up all the red zone targets? He said what? Four touchdowns in. That's in true. Two and games? games.
0: We are just waffling.
1: All right. We're tilting. We're tilting hard right now. I'm going with Pat Firebooth just because we love him so much. Yeah. And uh, his his salary just makes, so much, sense.
0: It just it makes feels, so much sense. It feels right.
1: All right, so do we want to play one of our receivers with a stack? I really don't want to play Bryce Young. I don't want to play Baker Mayfield. I don't want to play Jameis Winston or Derek Carr. Uh, I don't see a situation where Joshua Kelly gets a ton of receptions for Justin Herbert, and if he does, it's such a weird leverage play. It just doesn't work. Javonta Williams, maybe, but not really. Uh, honestly, like we could either go quarterback and flex stack, which $7,500 apiece, this is now doable, or we could run out uh, a quarterback butt-ass naked and you know run a flex to maybe leverage one of these plays.
0: Hmm. I think we stack the flex and the QB.
1: All right. So where do we want it to go at the quarterback position? Uh, let's see. I mean, Russell Wilson, if we stacked him with, with you know, Quilton Sutton or something on those lines, it can make some sense up against Chicago. You know, maybe this is their get right game and they still have Javon Williams. So if he does catch a few passes, which he's been known to do, it still works in Russell Wilson's favor. Where, where are you feeling? Give me a direction.
0: Shoot. I was talking about how much I didn't think Joe Burrow was ready. Joe Burrow's looking pretty, pretty tasty there. If we um, go Joe
1: Burrow, we can play Jamar Chase pretty easily and still have a ton of left. I think we do that. I
0: think we play Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, just choke on those insecurities and let it ride,
1: <laughs> and then we can come way up <laughs> on defense. We choke <laughs> on those insecurities, I can't with you. Uh, we can go with the, the Bengals. defense. Oh, there's
0: another good one, Purdy to Iuke.
1: If we go Purdy to Ayuke, then we wouldn't even like the 49ers defense, we'd still be left with like 3k in excess cap
0: space. So, we do the Eagles defense in that case, I think.
1: Well, we're s- we could go per if you'd like to. Um, and honestly, we could still go to 49ers defense. But we just have so much remaining cap at that point and not enough time on the show to rebuild the lineup. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's go Burrow, then Burrow and Jamar Chase.
1: All right. We're going to go to Burrow and Jamar Chase. Uh, we could go with the Cowboys defense, which they might come back with a vengeance after last week. And New England hasn't done anything thus far in the season. Uh, as of note, you know, we could bet up against the Houston defense. We could say Tennessee isn't going to move the ball at all. And we could go with the the Cincinnati defense because Ryan Tannehill has been trash. Which That's one of these top tier defenses do you want to go with?
0: Well, we're just $100 shy of where I wanted to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do we need to pay down at one of these other positions? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play the Eagles defense. Don't get me wrong. But I also think Let, that they're going to be the most owned defense with Cincinnati. The
0: Let's take Cincinnati.
1: All right. All right. I'm down to do Cincinnati. We got Cincinnati loaded up, which we did not see coming. I did not see coming <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of the build whatsoever. This has been the most shocking buildup done on the show thus far in the season. But we're in there. We have Joe Burrow, Joshua Kelly, Javonta Williams, Chris Alave, Chris Godwin, DJ Chark, Pat Friermuth, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals defense. We're going to hope for some turnovers, for some interceptions, uh, because, listen, like if we see a Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connection, that means that Tennessee is most likely going to be down, and Derrick Henry is getting taken out of the contest. So that leaves Ryan Tannehill to throw, which could create plenty of sack opportunities, plenty of strip sack opportunities, which is the highest scoring point for the defense as a whole. In terms of millimaker winners for 2022. And now. We have opportunities as well. For uh, yeah. Interception returns. So anyways. Kelly I like this. I'm hitting submit. Let's do this.
0: We started out. I feel like yeah. This is so strong. And then it like started. Melting and melting. And that's why we call it the big tilt. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just tilt our faces off. And by the way, yes, I, I do see in the chat, somebody said party to Ayuk, and I love that. I'm actually going to be playing a lot of those lineups with both Mitchell and CMC in there. I think that that's a very strong play uh, this upcoming week. And I don't hate the James Conner take that Kelly had earlier, just because I think that he's going to see at least minimum five targets this week. So that's right. Take the over on James Conner targets. But with that being said, Kelly, our night has come to an end, and you have a movie to go to.
0: I do. So- I'm going to go be scared
1: what movie are you going to see
0: saw 10
1: saw 10 i can't watch this movie (laughs) i love that for you though all right kelly can we know where to find you what you're doing and, and all about the the stuff that you're providing for player profiler
0: yeah you can find me on the app formerly known as twitter at kelly and phoenix um, doing all kinds of stuff. It's listed out in my bio, but I've most recently joined the team at Player Profiler, and you can find my weekly DFS articles, which have been pretty great, I must say. Yeah, you can lo- locate those in the articles section under either upside or strategy.
1: No, I absolutely love that, Kelly. Like you've been on fire for your articles. I was talking to Theo about it earlier today. How you have been hitting on all cylinders. Love to see it, love to hear it, and love to have you on the show. If you guys want to go check out my stuff, go check me out over there on formerly known as X. Are they even called tweets anymore? I don't even know. You guys can find me at FF underscore intervention. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been The Big Tilt. And guess what, guys? We are out.